I understand what that song means now. I gotta go back and listen to that song. See, I ain't understand the song. We sing songs, don't even understand. I'm telling you, Zion is calling hit different when you actually move into a higher place. It hit different. We exalt the hit different when you actually exalt God. Church matters. Real church matters. Real church matters. I'm Forrest Hall here with Philip Hall. How you doing, Phil? I'm all right. You all right? I'm. Mm-hmm. I think I'm all right too. Uh, let's get to housekeeping. This is episode 133. Housekeeping. Uh, go to realchurchmatters.com. And there's two important things I want you to do. I want you to listen number one and then i want you to subscribe whether it be at apple uh podcast or spotify subscribe and share it i want you to share it with your friends your family tell them it's just a it's just a conversation we just we just gonna have a conversation (laughs) and you can just listen to us have a conversation and you'll enjoy it i think you will and uh the young and old enjoy it. Shout out to my young, young or younger people who listen. Shout out to my new listeners, Rebecca. Oh man, you called her out. <laughs> <laughs> she been, she been hitting me and telling me like, uh, oh, this this episode with Philip was awesome. So I appreciate her listening, and I appreciate her giving feedback. And um, I'm excited to have her on again. Um, I just think that it's it's super cool that that people listen because I'm trying to just expand the conversations that uh, I might not be able to have with people, but I want people to have. Right, right, right. Go where I can't go. Yeah. So uh, that's it. Yeah. And uh, if you feel like giving, you can always give at patreon.com forward slash real church matters. Or you can uh, click the little dollar sign button on the website. And I appreciate that, too. <laughs> you, you, you going to town to the beat. <laughs> um, and as always, it's obedience over audience. So since we're here, let's get to it. So we've been... Um, just inundated with so much talk about uh, Kobe Bryant and there's a few things that I wanted to say just starting off <laughs> number one uh, prayers to the all of the families prayers to his family um, whenever people go through things um, it's, it's important that we show a level of compassion so that takes me to my first point that Christians, we have to get out of the minute somebody dies, our first response is, I hope their soul was right or their heart was right. Or people even less compassionate than that will say, if his soul wasn't right, he's going to open his eyes in hell. can i just explain to you guys that um there's a 
it's just a simple thing. And, and and we need to hone in on a lot of these fruits of the spirit, but there's a simple one and it's just called love. Sure. And I need us to all get to a point where we embrace and exercise love and love includes compassion and having compassion for people who are going through is a very important thing. And I, I wish that we learn how to do that. And, uh, if it was your family member, the first thing that popped in your head wouldn't be is if they weren't saved, they go on burning hell. No, no, no. I think the first response you would have is, did I do enough to help them? Did I show them enough love? Did I share the word with them enough? Did I do my part? And hopefully... You'll, you'll, this tragedy will cause you to do more with your family. Yeah. Um, I think the second point that I wanted to share was about this is that, uh, it's, um, it's interesting how people go through tragedy and don't understand the process or the randomness of yeah. loss. Right. And the fact that there there is no reasoning to it, not because it has no reason, but because we aren't God. So we don't know his reason. And I think that we have to be find comfort in knowing that he knows and understanding that we don't. Right. And it's easier said than done. And it's easier for people who are on the outside looking in to say that. But it should cause all of, all of us to put ourselves in their shoes and think about our, how we handle death, how we handle tragedy in general. Right. Because it's not just death that causes us to question why things happen. It's a lot of things. Your house could get burned down. Yeah. You could lose your job suddenly. There's a lot of things that happen. We don't know what's around the corner. You should take these times like this and reflect on am I where Paul was when he said I've learned to face life mm. he said I learned to be a bound I learned to be a base he's like in the ups and the downs I've learned how to face life and he faced a lot of ups and he faced a whole lot of downs downs y'all haven't even experienced and so Take, take the time in the midst of this tragedy to start thinking very seriously about how you deal with things. I cried. My heart goes out to him, his daughter, his family, the families of all the people that was in there. That's where the Christian should be. The Christian should be in a place of compassion and empathy. Yeah. When Jesus saw Lazarus, he cried. Yeah. And it always baffled me because, like, why are you crying when you know you came to raise him? Yeah. But she, he still had a level of compassion and empathy for the process. I mean, you just you just have to uh being a musician, uh I played a lot of funerals. And over time, uh the way I felt about hearing about Kobe's death would be the way I felt leaving every funeral. It was just like I might not even knew the person I played yeah. But after hearing uh, 
people's accounts of their life and the story and sometimes tragic. Like sometimes, you know, you got men who uh, just found out their wife was pregnant, walking down the street, get shot. Yeah. And I always felt a level of compassion. And even hearing the people talk, like, you know, there a lot of a lot of onus is put on the hope we have in God. And and sometimes that hope is snatched when we us as Christians we speak about a heaven that we we know about but we 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 can't put our finger on who's making it in and who's who's not. Yeah. Even the people we think making it in aren't making it in, like we, we, we won't ever know. Yeah. So it's it's always tough and I'm I'm very cautious about whether I speak on people's destination because I'm like, uh I can't. Yeah. I, I especially am not interested in speaking on people's destination when I didn't help them travel. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you guys, with that being said, help your family travel. Yeah. Help your family travel. You know the things they need to pack for this destination. Yeah. You know the stuff that you got to pack and you got to <laughs> deal with on a daily basis. I know I know what it's like to be a dad. I know what it's like to go through life. I know the struggles that I have that nobody might ever know. Yeah. And and the, only me and God knows. And, and the things that are public are just the surface. Even when we talk about Kobe Bryant, it's just yeah. the surface of who he is. Yeah. And, and God good, knew him better and, than anybody. The good and the bad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's in, it's in us to look for the good in something. But the good and the bad. Yeah. We we didn't scratch the surface of what that that young man dealt with or struggled with, and or what his daughter dealt with or struggled with. And I don't want to hear people talking about, well, she's in heaven. Now, listen, I think you got to stop trying. And I, when I say you, I mean us. We got to stop trying to figure God out yeah. and start figuring out what He wants us to do. Yeah. And that's a different type of figure, but we better get it. Yeah, it's like it's like kids. Like you don't want your kids telling you how to pay bills. You don't want your kids telling you how to run your house. You don't want none of that. And that, a lot of times, that's what we doing with God. Like yeah. I, sometimes I listen to my kids, and they like, "Yeah, tomorrow we doing this." And I'm like, "Wait a minute, now, like this is yeah. you don't run this." Yeah. And I, I can only imagine as our God is, and like. Yeah, we know he ain't go, he ain't making any like this. Not even your house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got it right. I love that. This ain't even your house. This is literally not your house. Yeah. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. This is not your house. This is not your house. Show some respect. Show some respect. What he decides to do. If your father came home and said, "I quit my job," like that's not that's that's his wife's job. They say, "What in the world? What you do that?" That's not our job. We chill, we the kids. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's that process of us starting to figure out like how we have to go about things. We have to to allow people to to deal with their situation. Even people like, hey, like, why why is everybody so sad? It's not it, grieving time is over. The believers don't grieve. Listen. There's a passage in the Bible that says that when we go to heaven, there'll be no more crying. That lets me know one thing amongst other things. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the main things that let me know 
is while I'm down here, it's going to be some crying. For sure. It's, it's days we all going to meet that day. We're going to see the people we love meet that day. And you're going to feel that, like, like the longer you live, uh, you're going to experience a lot of things. I think one of the reporters was interviewing Tracy McGrady. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, Kobe wanted to die young. Yeah, and I thought that was so unfortunate that um, <laughs> he was put in that spot yeah. to have to talk and his feelings are raw. Yeah. And he shared something that him and Kobe, only him and my man talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He shouldn't have shared. But I understood, like, you're in front of people and you're at your rawest. You're not thinking of composure. You're not thinking yeah. of censorship. You're thinking of the person. And it's a it's a vulnerable place to be, and I think that's a nasty place. <laughs> it definitely that, is. That, um, the world the world thrives off of that. They they thrive off of misery. Yeah, and, and they turn seeing, misery into money. Yeah, and they do it all the time. Seeing your natural like your first response, they say that's being real. When it's not, it's, yeah. it's, it's just being careless. It's being exploitative. <laughs> like we're exploiting people, and, and the church. That's the that's the other thing. We got to stop using moments like these for our own agenda. Yeah. I think this is the time where you where you let people have their their time with that person. Yeah. You don't need to switch it to pe- trying to preach to people about getting their life right. Yeah. Because you can't use somebody's death as that I don't I'm I'm be honest I'm not even a fan of people being preached to at funerals. Right, right, right. Like you had you had all this time before I died you had 39 years yeah. to share with people and you could share with any of these people. Don't use my death as a time to share. You could you should share with these people all the time. Yeah, all all the time and don't don't take advantage or manipulate emotion because it's going to be short lived. If they if they come to the altar based upon them grieving, yeah. once the grief leave, so do they. Like oh, 15 people got saved today. No, 15 people were traumatized <laughs> and trying to figure out all of this stuff. And this is the best time to actually teach them yeah. more than trying to get somebody saved, quote unquote. Because there's a whole thing with that. Oh, I know. Emotions will lead you to good and bad. Like, yeah. Those same emotions will walk them out the door. With little knowledge, little understanding. And we're supposed to be teaching people how to move beyond emotion to spirit. But then we bring, we manipulate emotion to do what we want to do and think it's right just because the end justifies the means. No. It doesn't. No. If, I, if we draw people to God through emotion... Then we're only strengthening their emotional muscle. Absolutely. Uh, even with persuasion, if we can persuade people to do good, and it's it's not God based. Because you, yeah, you you hit that on the head. It's like God didn't persuade nobody. That's why when they said, "Dude said I gotta go bury my father," he said, "Let the dead bury the dead." He didn't kowtow to him. He no. didn't He didn't appeal to him. He didn't market to him. He didn't beg him. There is no begging. Right. He said, draw an eye to me and I'll draw an eye to you. Yeah. There's a very clear distinction of how God wants us to approach him. And he wants us to do it on our free will. Now, why would God give humans free will and then you manipulate their will? That's, that's good. 
That's, that's good. I I noticed it even in business. I noticed it like <laughs> it doesn't the the time I go in for an estimate and I show what I can do. I show them all their dreams and aspirations. And I <laughs> give them the price yeah. and then boom, I persuade them. Mm-hmm. And then once the deal is signed, the persuasion don't end there. Yeah, throughout the whole job, and it's nasty, and it's, it's constant. They looking for, and that's constant, how it is. Yeah, yeah they're looking reaff- for constant affirmation, constant reaffirming. Yeah, they're, they're constantly looking to be uh, made to feel good about the situation because they never felt right about it. They was persuaded. They, they were persuaded. Yeah, and. We can't persuade people, but people must be persuaded by God. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what Paul was saying. He yeah. said, "I am persuaded by the what gospel. gospel yeah. The gospel should persuade people, but we know that we're not using the gospel to persuade people. No. We're using situations like this. Our intellect. We're using intellect. We're yeah. using emotion. We're playing around with people's hearts yeah. to try to get them to be persuaded, but that persuasion doesn't <laughs> stick." Yeah. The persuaded must be by the gospel. Yeah, because all the facts existed before Kobe died. We all knew he was going. He he going to die, and we know it. <laughs> as like you said, as business owners, yeah, we know it. That when someone is persuaded to work with us because they see our work, and someone's persuaded to work with us because they see our price, right? And you know it's a difference. It's a huge difference. <laughs> you know it's a difference. You know that that you can you can get anybody bought in when it's cheap. Yeah. I mean, people might not even have faith in your work, your skill, yeah. but because you're so low, they're like, "All right, we're gonna try to make this work." Man. Yeah, and that <laughs> and that carries buyer's remorse because they, if you ever bought anything cheap from a store, you try to convince yourself like, "Man, that shirt looked good with two buttons on it." Yeah, yeah. But but after a while, you're like, "Man, that that's the dumbest." That ain't that. <laughs> you look at. You buy that TV, you know it don't have it. Ain't gonna say LG. It don't even say Vizio on it. That don't say it, it, it's a. I don't want bad mouth. Done. It say something wild and it, as big as can be on there, and you think like, yeah, I I got a, a big TV. Yeah, you got a big TV. You got yeah. seventy five inches, yeah. but what is the technology in there? Because when you plug in your Apple four K, your Apple four K say, hey man. I can't. I can't really rock out like I can't do the Tesquani. Can't yeah. I can't do the Dolby Vision. It's no Dolby Vision on this. And you looking at at Netflix and you're like, this is 4K. This look weird. Your technology is not what you think it is. You do have a big TV, but you don't have that technology. Yeah. And I think what makes up something is more important than what how big it is or how impressive it is. Right. And I think that's where. Um, we have to be careful about how we are presenting God and when we're presenting him. And one thing about his death, it did galvanize me to spend more time with people and to engage more because I need to make sure the people that I love travel well. Absolutely. And, and, and to know your words are going to live beyond your body. Like they they resurfacing everything, old interviews, old interactions. Yeah, like stuff that we didn't even think of as a big deal. We probably flipped through the channel. My man yeah. on Jimmy Kimball, and, and he just and, and this is the funny thing. It's like even with the Mamba mentality stuff, it's like this stuff is based in the word. Yeah, discipline. It's just discipline. It's temperance. 
Yeah. It's and it's funny because I wish people would I wish people would stop trying to make things gospel and just live the gospel. Right. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he he wasn't an original thought. He just made something that fit for him. Right. But I'm gonna tell you something. It's like all of us need to get to the point where we understand the Bible has these undeniable eternal truths that people can dress them up however they want. At the end of the day, it's Bible. Yeah, make them your own by all means. If you're gonna, you know. <laughs> but but <laughs> one thing about it, you you definitely better live it. Because like, the Mamba mentality is is, I rather have a spiritual mentality. No, for sure. You know what I mean. And I respect how he got through and how he motivated himself. But I'm gonna tell you that stuff. It only work on Earth. Yeah. Only what you do for Christ will last. And I think that's the the toughest part of it. And um, you know. That part, I want people to challenge themselves in. But that's not speaking against the dead. That's not speaking against what he did for him. I just know <clears throat> for the people in my life, for the young men in my life, for the young women in my life, I don't want them to just have a mamba mentality. I want them to have an eternal mentality. Yeah. I want them to do things that don't just net them success on earth, but nets them an everlasting success in eternity. Right. Do a, if I had a son like Kobe, would I be proud? <clears throat> yeah, I would. But I'd be even prouder if I knew that he exhibited not just the virtues that netted him success on earth, but the virtues that netted him greater success in eternity. Yeah. Did did he have that? You know, it doesn't matter. I'm just saying for my children yeah. and for the people I love, I want them to have an eternal mentality. You know what I'm saying? It's just that that's just that simple. But it's important. I mean, everything else perishes. Uh, it perishes. Money, uh, any and, anything and, that people can can tangibly grab, it, it perishes. And that's the sad thing, bro. Like it, it reminded me of Solomon, of King Solomon. Like everybody can put their hands on him now. They can put their hands on his things. Yeah. They can put his hands on his thoughts. They can manipulate them however they want. He's gone. Yeah. That's what Solomon was saying. He was like, I got all these riches and then I die. Yeah. And then I don't get to spend them. And like my children do and my wives do. It's theirs to play with and manipulate however they want. Over time, his riches were so great that there will be people he never met before. Yeah. They carry his riches. Right. Great, 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 great grandkids who are rich because of him, but don't know him. Yeah. That's tough. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he realized the meaningless of it. It's like, I don't even get to live, sit here and live and enjoy the fruits of these labors. Because the kingdoms we build on this earth, uh, they stay here. They stay here. The only it's, kingdom that lasts forever. And, and, and that's, that's, Spiritual, you know, it's always going to go back to the things that God say. They stand the test of time. We've they stand seen the test of time. Like we've seen greats come and go. We've seen all of that, and that's not to disrespect people. They they got to leave here. Yeah, I'm gonna leave here. <laughs> yeah, we are gonna leave. And that's the crazy thing. It's like people might listen to me, you know, us talking and be like, "Bro, that's legacy. You supposed to want to leave something for 
the next generation. I get it. I, I totally get that. You want to set up your next generation to be better off than you were. All I'm saying is what Solomon was saying, which is there's a level of engagement that you did things to for a better life, not realizing this for a limited time. Yeah. That's all he was saying. He's like, I, I'm working hard to build something that's going to get washed away. Sandcastles. Definitely sandcastles. And, it, <laughs> and, it, and it, don't, it don't do the job. I noticed it in my house. Uh, I work quite a bit. Uh, and the more I work, the more things in, I, I was able to do for my kids. And I was watching them how they respond over time and how they treat the things that you killed yourself to get. Yeah. And I was like, and I was getting so upset with them. And then I was like, wait a minute. Cause there's a certain mindset you have to have put time and effort to give them for them to even appreciate. Right. What it is you work so hard to give them. What good is a legacy? What good is it? Yeah. What good is a legacy? If you haven't, Instilled them a legacy that in their mind and mentality that allows them to not just take what you give them, yeah, but build on what you gave them. Right, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's the that's the problem with going into a, a bad neighborhood and fixing up the houses. Yeah. yeah, they deserve to live in better situations, but make their situation better and see if it makes them better. Right, it doesn't it? Doesn't. That's why certain people, you can't get them a mansion. You can sit, put them in a mansion right now. You're coming in. Bro, you ain't going to put no furniture in here? Like you just got fold-out chairs. Right. Like it, They can't get beyond that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like there is Some people just, it's better to, to put their mind in a better place than to put them in a better place. And that's, that's sad. Like, if I had to, if I had to, like, had a perfect storyline for a movie, it would be, to for somebody to go into the future and actually have to deal with the people that came after them. Yeah. Like because you didn't teach your daughter and son the right way. Now if we placed you twenty years from now, your grandson gonna rob you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bro, you, you you got it right there. You got it like, right there. Like all the all these these holes in the immorality that you 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 failed to to instill like you you failed to introduce them to God you failed to to give them something that's going to stand the test of time faith so you missing the fruits yeah you missing the fruits that you of what you sown because you can't see it. like you should come you should have to come back that should be hell yeah like you should have to come back and reap the fruits of your labor for sure see it see it experience it you it, should have to witness. How bad a, a mother and wife your daughter is because you didn't teach them the principles that could cause them to grow. You should have to witness that. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. People aren't aren't understanding the the true legacy that we're not leaving. Yeah, we're not. We're not leaving. I was sitting at church, and before church started, I was listening to these people have a conversation, and I thought the conversation was so inappropriate for church. It wasn't inappropriate in the sense that I, I could play the conversation now. Nobody would be appalled. Yes. Nobody would be disgusted. Nobody would be uh, would judge them. Um, on a, a, 
in the basis of natural conversation, but it's like that's that conversation is fruitless. Yeah. And those conversations offend me now. Right. The fruitless conversations because I don't know how much time I have with you. Exactly. I don't know how much time I have with Philip. So it's hard for me to have fruitless conversations with you. Or even the way we respond, like the way we respond, like I, I don't think I will respond to certain things no more in in trying to manipulate people's mind, but accept where they at. Like I want to accept you where you are and help you get to a better place. Exactly. It's too it's too many people trying to challenge people's thinking. Like that's not right. How about you already understand it's not right? Accept that fact and help them get to a better place. You only got to point it out. Help them. You don't have to. (laughs) We just said it. He said, I was persuaded by the gospel. You want to persuade people by pointing out their flaws. He's saying we persuade people by pointing out the truth. Yeah. Not the truth about them, but the truth about God. It's a huge difference. It's a huge difference. I shared a message last night and it did my heart so good to have my uncle embrace me and look at me. And he said, thank you. And with tears in his eyes, bro, he wouldn't react like that if I gave him a thousand dollars. Facts. Matter of fact, if I gave him a million dollars, he wouldn't react like that. I can imagine how most people react. If I just gave him a million dollars out the blue, they'd be like, you sure? Like there'd be a whole lot of stuff before they would even accept it. Chuckle a few times. Yeah. They'd be, they couldn't believe it, but, the look in his face is I gave him something he needed. Yeah. Might have gave him something he didn't know he needed. Right. Bro, that's my legacy. Right. That's my legacy. Doing this right now. We don't even know. Like, you may, f- I don't know how you feel about this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, you might feel like, hey, I'm just talking, helping my bro out. He helps me out. I help him out. But at, at the end of the day, bro, like, nah, this, it, it this is happen. powerful. Yeah, it's powerful. It, help, it helps me. And, and people be able to listen back. And, and, you know, hopefully my kids listen back one day and be like, man, daddy was talking the same stuff that's relevant now. Because it's still, like, when you talk God's word, it's timeless. It's timeless. It's timeless, so timeless that it allows you to be prepared for whatever time. Yeah. That's what's crazy. Matter of fact, there's a certain mentality that can prepare me for a situation, but not every situation. Right. The mentality of heaven prepares me for every situation. It does. You know what I'm saying? If I want to be prepared for 10 seconds on the clock, fourth quarter, I'm going to talk to Mamba and get his Mamba mentality. Yeah. But that's why we always have been saying it before all of this happened. I kept saying, I want to be the black Mamba of Christianity because there has to be a level of excellence that we're connected to. And I shared this with one of our brothers from church yesterday. I said, one of the harsh realities I had to realize is that as a youth minister, young youth minister, I thought that my change in how I lived and the change in how I talked was enough to help and get young people to see who God is. Right. But it's not. No. There's another part of it that they need. They need to see the fruit. 
Yeah, they gotta want to be around. They gotta want to be around. Like, yeah, it has, so, to, so has to draw them. When I'm spouting off all this information, but they don't see it, the fruit of it. So these people are young people listening to me talk, but I'm unemployed. Yeah, they're listening to and you. Was one of the young people. Yeah, and they listening to me talk, but they don't see any growth. Any, any, they don't see the works of God. Yeah. That was my greatest challenge growing up. Seeing, oh, being in this fellowship and I'm like, y'all just crapped out. Like, y'all, yeah, y'all, y'all crapped out. Yeah. Y'all, y'all came, y'all came because God caught you at a bad time. <laughs> or he broke you. <laughs> yeah. And people be admitting that. They'd be like, God broke me. How come he didn't put you back together? Yeah. How come he, he didn't make you right? That's why, why I shared what I shared yesterday. It's like. You got issues in your life. If you make eight beans and you need ten beans, there's an issue. Yeah. You can't tell me about the power of God and you are in an issue. Right. Come on. Let's let's be real about it. And people say, Forrest, that's you making it about things. No, I'm making it about issues. Yeah. And these people need to see that when you have issues... God leads you to deal with the issues. Yeah, he he makes you whole. We all got issues. Some of my issues, they're very clear. I need to to take care of my health better. Yeah. That's an issue. I look in the word for instruction to help me deal with my issue. Yeah. And I'll find what it says. It tells us that bodily exercise profit of little. Yeah. But that little... Matters. Matters. Yeah. It still matters. Yeah. That little goes a long way. It's part of your purpose. It's part of your, you can't fulfill your purpose in a wheelchair. You can't fulfill it in a in a hospital. You can't fulfill it like being out of breath. Like it's like the food pyramid, bro. Yeah. Sugar's still on it. Yeah. You need it. You need sugar. Fat yeah. is still on it. You need it. It's the smallest part of pyramid, but the pyramid is incomplete without it. Let me tell you this, guys. God is the biggest part of the pyramid, but exercise is on there. Yeah, I can tell you what's not on there. <laughs> sin, sin ain't on there. Sin ain't on there. <laughs> At all. Sin ain't on there. It's not on there. <laughs> but there's so many things that are. Yeah. Working is. Yeah. If a man don't work, he don't eat. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to work by the sweat of your brow. Is it more important than God? No, but it's on there. Yeah, it's definitely on there. And, and maybe I should sit and make a a, a life pyramid. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, because because I think people miss out with the things that are necessary to their life. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, for all you Christians that don't engage with your family, like family's on there. Yeah, it's a big part. Of the it's pyramid. a big part of the pyramid. Like your drunk uncle, your crazy aunt. Like, you got to engage with these people. You got to impact their lives. Yeah, one thing I learned about people is, uh, and one thing I learned about myself is, it's not always about what's said. Like, there's been jobs uh, that I was on where I've worked with other contractors, mm-hmm. and they had to sit down and talk to me and, and say, "Hey, man, a, this is a better way to do this." Mm-hmm. They just did it, and as I seen, I was like, "Oh man." You, and we never had to have a full conversation. That's how it is when I find myself around the men of God in my life. 
where some conversations I had with me just seeing Just him looking at him move. Move like, oh, man, he didn't respond to that. He yeah. didn't do it. Like, oh, he, he responded to his wife in a certain way. There's lessons that are happening that are, are unsaid that we've ignored for so long because it's been spelled like in order to reach people, you got to run your mouth, run your mouth, run your mouth. Yeah. And it's not enough living. And and then it, it, it it's right. It's been right in front of my face the whole time. Like since I was small, that was been the 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 misconnection of men and God in my life. Like, man, how are you doing this? But you're not doing this. Or how are you doing I this? I think that's part of that that pyramid, that life pyramid. Too, yeah, is people love to discount one or the other. Yeah, they say like, it's not what you talk; it's what you live. No, yeah. no, talking got a part in it too. Yeah, it does. Living got a part in it too, and fruit. And proof got a part in there. Yeah. And so that's one of the things that if we closing out with anything, there's a scripture, Matthew 9, oh, 5 and 24. Matthew 5, 24 says, leave there thy gift before the altar and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother and then come and offer your gift. And he was telling people, he's like, all these feel, all these people coming to give an offering to God. And here Jesus is like, before you give your offering, I need you to go make it right with your brother. Yeah. Then come back and give your offering. He's telling us that life pyramid. Right. Prioritize people. If I have to tell y'all anything right now. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> you got to prioritize people. Yeah. I don't want to hear about your relationship with God and your relationship with people suck. Right. It 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 it, it that is that is God's work. That is God's work. It's it's one of my toughest things is being a husband and a dad. Like I I, I didn't I, I I separated the two. I was like, man, shoot, I I play in church. I uh man, I don't sin. I like I don't I don't do the thing. I ain't running around here. Yeah, we be, it. we be proud because yeah. and the people don't understand why we be so proud of that because they don't know our minds. Yeah, be like, hey, bro, I used to be a nasty, like nasty out here, like nasty, and I'm not that way no more. I'm not yeah. doing that. And God is like, oh, I see what you're sacrificing to me, but I'm gonna need you to take five for a second. I need you to go be reconciled to your brother. Or your wife, or your sister, or your cousin, or your pastor, or your daughters, or your right. sons. Then come back and you can continue sacrificing to me. Because it needs to look a certain way all the time. It needs to be consistent. That's probably my biggest problem right now. Everybody's posting a little, uh, uh, what is it, uh, girls dad. <laughs> and I was like, dang, man, I, I'm seeing guys who I even know had kids. <laughs> <laughs> like they borrowed somebody's daughter or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bro, it's nasty. <laughs> I'm like, wow. And and uh somebody responded like, hey man, you ain't post your girls there. I was like, man, my whole page is <laughs> a it's a girl's dad. The whole page is a girl's dad. And guess what? <laughs> I don't want to see you hashtag it. <laughs> Let's talk to your daughters. Yeah. And see if you're a girl's dad. Yeah, when the last time you 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 you, you, gonna you, say? you had that conversation. You and spend if you spend more time talking to women than you you spend talking to your daughter, it's a problem. Can you just say it one more time, If bro, you spend more time talking to women than you do talking to your daughters, it's a problem. It's a problem. Yeah. And they and, need it. And, and let me let me help you out cuz 
I I I can't leave them out. <laughs> if you spend more time talking to men, then you t- <laughs> then you do your children. You don't got the priorities right. No, you don't. You don't. You don't. You and there's two things that's happening in the scripture. Yeah, there's a person who's trying to leave something for God. They're trying to do something for God, and then there's a God that's saying, "Before you do for me, do for them." Yeah, we've we've had it wrong. We've had it wrong. Even even in these marriage seminars and stuff, they're like, "Man, you know, rekindle the fire, put each other, you know, focus on each other. Kids come last." I'm like. No. Y'all need to join together to do this work together. Yes. They are your work. Yeah. I, I don't want you. I'm telling you, it's the nastiest thing when you see couples and you, you get both sides of it and you listen to two people calling the other person to selfishness. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, hey, he don't take me out no more. Hey, do y'all got kids? <sighs> yeah, we got kids. Uh that's the the thing. It's like, and it's a time sensitive work. They don't stay kids forever. They don't stay kids forever. Hey, let me let me tell you this, Phil. This is the crazy part. Is there's no take backsies. No. The the permanence, and this is something people got to understand. The permanence of death is only reflective of the permanence of life. Right. There's not things aren't just permanent when you die. They're permanent while you're living. There's certain things that, that there's people in jail right now who are in jail, not just because of their bad decisions, but because of what people wrote in their hearts during their most formative and tangible times of their life. Now, they're 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 hard. Uh, you know, dad said it the other day. He said time dries our concrete. Yeah, it's like time dries it. Now, whatever was done to that. Is going to be solidified. Mm. It's going to be memorialized. It's going to be permanent. The only way to fix that is a hammer. Yeah, that's the only way. Then we wonder why people got to go through such painful things in their life to break up the hard things that other people allowed to be manifested in their life. That's and when you sent me that scripture, like that's what immediately what I thought about, like. You know when uh, I think it was uh, the Psalms one, oh, and yeah, yeah. And, and and it it helped me understand it. Like when he we we the, built scri- a, the scripture said uh, that his affliction yeah led him to his obedience right, and a lot of times we don't even understand that the affliction is the hammer. It's, yeah. it's we built we built so much callus. I got calluses on my hands. Like <laughs> like in, in order for this hardness to go away, they has to they they actually have to tear it into my skin and shave it down and, and do all of that. That's what God has to do. Like we built real callous hearts yeah. to this world and the things of this world. Like, you know, we we seen a man die and then we'll see a couple more die. We we also heard a man get shot in in a police cruiser yeah. the other day where the police chief came out and said, "Hey, this is a crime." Yeah. This is a crime like we can't we ain't going to sugarcoat it like he's in jail. He bond is denied. Like there's no reason a handcuffed person sitting in the passenger seat beside you. Yeah. Defenseless 
It shot seven times. It shot seven times, yeah. And we build a callousness because you know how far away that is from love? That's what I was saying in Bible, <clears throat> in Bible study when we was talking about this hard heart that needs to be crushed yeah. to become back soft again, to break the fallow ground. I said, I remember having that hard heart. And sometimes people don't connect with it. they like, what do you mean you had a hard heart? Like, I remember getting joy from other people's pain. For sure. I remember it bringing me a sense of peace and completion. Yeah. To get to to inflict people with pain. Yeah, I I mean I remember even in my marriage like did did these things that were happening where I was like when I when I got married I probably would have like oh I would never or I would never say this or I'll never do that and then over time you build a callousness where. You know, one person does something, another person does it. Next thing you know, y'all y'all full on doing outrageous stuff. Yeah. That's why I thought it was, you know, on point when you, in your message you were explaining, like, you know, some people look like they, you know, they belong together at one point, like so desperately in love. How did they make it to the point where they they dousing gasoline and because going crazy and stuff like that? Good intention doesn't matter when you don't prioritize people. Right. That's what he's trying to tell us here. Yeah. That scripture that you talked about was Psalms one nineteen sixty seven. Uh you know everybody should know. Psalms is the the chapter about the Bible. Right. It's the love letter to the love letter. Yeah. And he says, Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now have I kept thy word. Yeah. You're keeping it now. You're keeping it now. Everything been been tore down. He's all been the, afflicted. All the hardness of the heart softened. The mind has been been changed. And and I learned that a, the changing of the mind don't happen without affliction. Nah, and that's <laughs> the that's the crazy part. Like we're not talking about what you self inflict. No, we're talking about what God has afflicted you with. Yeah. He's afflicted you with the situations and things. Yeah. Some people look at their children as a blessing, but it's an affliction. Yeah. You you have an affliction of these children. It's the medicine. It's the medicine. Yeah. Some people look at marriage as a blessing, don't see the affliction of it. Yeah. There's there's a thing that has been inflicted on you. We're not talking like the reason you got to make these these connections is there's people who sitting in jail right now talk about this is my affliction. Nah, yeah. that's self-inflicted. Right. That's because of your hard heart. You in jail cuz of your hard heart. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? There's certain things you're going to go through, not because of your hard heart, but for the sake of your hard heart. Right. God's trying to heal your hard heart. He's trying to break it up. I think that's that reality. It's like, I can't be in a position where I'm always blaming the things that I've put myself into. I'm putting that on God. Like, you know, this, this is the situation God got me in. This is situation I'm I'm dealing with or I'm going through because God nah some of this stuff is because of your stubbornness not his love yeah it, it reminds me of my daughter when she was young baby every time she would have boo-boo on her she would just be uncomfortable mm -hmm. and not be able to sleep and fidgety whiny all of that but when I gave her a bath even in the bath she hated it she would Oh my gosh! Yeah, it would act like it was killing her. But after the bath, 
Oh, it's suit like it's yeah. I, oh my gosh, I can't believe you, Dad. You, you're, you're the greatest. She couldn't yeah. say it, but her eyes would light up. She'd be ready. She'd be off to sleep and and warm. And that's how it is with God. Like a lot of times, we don't understand how much of a mess we are, and how much He needs to clean us but up. That's that. That's the perfect example. Is because like. She's trying to find comfort in her inflictions. And then she's fighting the afflictions. You know what I'm saying? She's not trying to find comfort in the tub. Yeah, no. She but then after it's done, she experiences comfort. Man, we pray for the tub not to exist. Yeah, yeah. We like she didn't want to go. She just wanted to not feel the way she felt by what she did upon herself. Right. Like you did that to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm trying to help you with what you did to you and you fighting me. Right. That's how it is. Because you see the tub is more uncomfortable as squirming around in your own mess. That's that's us. That's us. It's just us. That's us. And I think that um, the more that we are dealing with these things, the more that we are doing the work that allows us to leave here at peace Yeah it, it should We You know I chuckled When you know Trace McGrady said that But we Honestly <laughs> To be honest We all should 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 be at a place Where we We Are ready to go Our Our, our legacy is intact If we left about it Yeah Yeah our, Some people's legacy Is so far From From now Like They so Off the beaten path Of Of Even Putting positives on the on, on the scoreboard of of their legacy, and they gotta get there. They don't even know where to put it. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like I'm. I just there's so many things you could be doing. But if I had to leave you with anything, it's prioritize people. Yeah. Don't keep telling people what you're doing for God. No. Even God is saying, before you sacrifice something to me, go make it right with your brother. Right. He said, reconcile. Make it right with your brother It's all in there Bill collectors All of them Yeah like, <laughs> Go make it right with them <laughs> Go make it right That's what reconcile means We say that we're reconciled to God But that should look a certain way In our relationships With everybody else Yeah Y'all could die tomorrow I'm just telling y'all Like I'm pleading with you Get it right with your loved ones Yeah Get it right with the people That you need to get it right with It broke my heart to see you know, Shaq talking about it. Yeah. And see, like, he was like, the last time that I talked to Kobe was when he scored 60 in his last game. Well, if you do the math, yeah. I mean, he talked to that brother almost a year ago. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Give or take a few months. That was a long time. Yeah. To somebody he knew he should talk more to. Yeah. But that's what I mean, like, we can convince ourselves we're like, nah, we cool. Yeah. We cool, we not beefing. Like Or or the the infamous line is like, you know, I I, I love him but uh, I forgive him but we got know, our own things going on. We got our own things. I just got boundaries or, Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, we just grew apart and all those things that that aren't sufficient for the love of God. It's, it's not, not it's not it's, it's, you know what I'm saying? People be quick to do that stuff too, Phil be like, Nah, we don't see the eye to eye and there's no art, there's no hate, but you know, we just we just keep our distance. Nah, it's time to be reconciled. Yeah, it's time to be reconciled. What if God did that to you? 
God was like, nah, I don't, I don't hate him no more. Yeah. He just can't come up in my house. He just can't. He can't bang <laughs> with me. Like, I don't bang with him. He, he know that. He know He know that. Yeah. Like, it's, it's no love lost, but he, he know that. No, nah, it's love lost. Yeah. It's love lost. We have to reconcile. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I think about that all the times that me and you were having disagreements because brothers have disagreements. Yeah. But I think about if I died during those times. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? I got to make those less and less. Yeah. Recon- reconcile and restore the sim- or, or similar. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're In, in, in definition, uh, I mean, uh, to my recollection, it, it means be- bringing back to his original state. Exactly. But the reconcile is the restoration of a relationship. Yeah. That's that's what it is. Yeah, so it should it sh- if it's being reconciled, it should be as good as new. <sighs> and that don't exist in in the house of God. It's just like oh no, nah, he just if he come to my house, he got to stay downstairs or yeah, like yeah. that's not reconciled. That's not the same reconciled that you you're having with God. You want like when you mess up, you could tell people just just want to be back good with God. They like, man, I'm not taking. I'm in His face now, bro. Dude, let, let let's put people in their place. <laughs> Christians have an issue with divorce. Yeah, not realizing that what the grounds for divorce is irreconcilable differences. Yeah, they're saying that our differences cause us to not find a way to reconcile. And as much as we're vocal about the world or America is destroying marriage. Yeah. There are relationships that we are bold faced divorcing. Mm-hmm. But since it's not under the guise of marriage, no one's calling us to task about it. Right. I've divorced from my brother. I've divorced from my boss. I've divorced from my friends. I've divorced from my business partners. I've divorced from my children. I ain't talking to them. Yeah. There's irreconcilable differences. And I'm okay with that. But as long as I stay with my wife, not even realizing that we can be married and still be in an irreconcilable place. Right. Things carry on day after day. Day after worse. day. So so you staying together and you'll hold each other and, and in public you'll do whatever, but there's no reconciliation. Yeah. You can hear in the conversation a lot of times in, in relationships, the biggest arguments are the fact that things didn't get resolved. So now you're talking about 10 years or you're talking about a year ago or two years ago, a month ago. Yeah, yeah. And it's because that, that reset button never happened. That restore button never yeah. happened. That reconcile button just never happened. And, and then it builds up, builds up, builds up, and then the next thing you know, you, you and know. bro, that needs to be our mission. Yeah, reconciling. I want people to think about the relationships they know need to be restored. Right. I'm not asking are they functional. I'm asking are they good as new. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that I think that's where we're not at. We're not where we need to be Where I know there's relationships in my life That are not good as new Right I need to work to make them good as new Yeah
kids that's, kids are good for it, man. Yeah, they yeah. wake up the next day like, man, daddy, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> let's challenge ourselves as we close out episode one thirty three. Like, let's challenge ourselves. I know you've been working for God. I know you've been going to church. I know you've been not cussing. I know you've been reading your word. I know you've been fasting. You've been praying. But stop all of that for a second and go back to your brother and reconcile. Yeah. Let's prioritize people. With the time we got left, you don't got to get in a helicopter to die. No. <laughs> you don't got to get in a helicopter to suddenly lose your family. Right. Let's prioritize people. I hate that I come up with things and I'm like, that could be a t-shirt. It's like the rest of the things are on a list. Like, hey, put that at the bottom. It got a way to start. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> There's so much this in my head, but uh, man, we got to prioritize people. You have to. It's a lot deeper than just saying, I, I just want to tell everybody right now, I love them. Nah. Nah, we gotta do more. Yeah, cause I did that too. Yeah, I still ain't feel right. That's a blanket. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? I was like, I just wanted, I just called to tell you I love you. Like you doing this cause of the COVID thing? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing it cause of that. But it's it's got to be a lot more behind that. Right. Can't just say I love you. The greatest sign of love is a relationship. Yeah. And that means we gotta start to reconcile some relationships. We got to start to mend some bridges. We got to start to unburn some bridges. We got to make it right. right. Make it right. Yeah. Tell us good as near. Right. We know when it's there too. Yeah, we do. The woodworker, the, the carpenter, he knows when something's fully restored. And that's where we at with it. So once again, much prayer to the friends and the family of those who lost, those who suffer loss all over, even William Green. The, the guy that uh, lost his life in Prince George's County to a police officer, his family. Um, just let's prioritize people. Thank Absolutely. you, Philip. No problem. Love you. <laughs> Love you too. <laughs> <laughs> this Real Church Matters. We out. Out. Oh.